Hello guys, welcome back to April WhatsApp and today is an English episode. However, it's only me alone today because Shafiq is out due to family matters. So it'll be a solo podcast today with just me, Nabil, your host. But if you're ready for that, let's go. To April, what's up, guys? I'm your host Nabil, and I'm so glad to be back here today to be in this podcast talking to you guys. However, it is really, really weird not having Shafiq with me today to discuss on the topics that we're gonna discuss today. Well, whatever it is, family still comes first, and if he needs to go for family matters, he's always, always allowed to. Because we record, we always record on a Saturday or Sunday, right? And Saturday we both very very busy, and then on Sunday we wanted to record it on Sunday, but things took a turn, and he had to go off for family matters, and I'm totally fine with that, and that's why I'm I'm here to do it alone because I feel like as content creators like me and Shafiq, I think we believe. It is our responsibility to give you guys our content, especially if we have promised you guys once a week. So if we suddenly not give you content for one of the weeks, I think it would be really, really um, irresponsible of us and very unfair to you guys as our listeners who have been giving us your support and for you guys not to be able to get another episode from us. I think that's really, really unfair. So hopefully today's solo podcast will go all right. This is my first time doing a podcast solo. And I hope you guys give me a bit of a chance. You know, right now it's just me and you guys, me and you, the listener. So I hope you can engage with me in this conversation, in this online conversation that we're having. And, you know, to fuel this conversation, perhaps I'll post something on Instagram once this podcast is uploaded to discuss on the matter that we're going to speak of today. But before that, we um, just a disclaimer, we actually wanted to talk about racial injustice today and it was a topic suggested by Shafiq. However, I think since he's the one who suggested it, I believe that he has his own thoughts and opinions on that topic. So I won't touch on that topic today, but instead I'll go on to a topic that is perhaps as serious but definitely more gruesome than racial injustice and that is maid abuse or an abuse of the domestic worker. I think as you guys, some of you guys may have known, right? Last week itself, there was one case regarding a Myanmar domestic worker and another case of another domestic worker but we'll come to that later. But I'm going to read to you the news from today online and then we're going to go discuss on it. So today online posted um, two articles, one from four days ago and one three days ago. I'm going to read the three days ago one because the contents are quite similar. It's just that the three days 
ago news had a bit more information. So let me read to you the headline and the news. Let's play some background music for added effect. Husband of maid abuser is interdicted police officer, also facing charges. Kelvin Chalavam, the husband of Gayatiri Murugayan, who pleaded guilty on Tuesday, February the 23rd, to violently abusing the couple's 24-year-old domestic worker from Myanmar until she died, is a staff sergeant of police who has been suspended from service since August 8, 2016. Confirming this continued interdiction in a statement on Wednesday, the police also said he was charged in court August 11, 2016 and faces multiple charges in connection with the case involving his domestic helper, Ms. Pyang Ye Don. As the court case is ongoing, we are unable to comment further. The five charges faced by Chelvam, 42, include voluntarily causing hurt to Pyang. He lifted her off the ground by grabbing her hair giving false information to a police investigator and removing evidence in the form of a closed-circuit television CCTV system. The police added that officers of the Singapore Police Force are expected to uphold the law and set a good example by maintaining high standards of discipline and integrity. Let's start the music right there. Now, if you didn't know what Miss Gayatiri did, the abuser, right? The wife of this police officer so in the news uh, before this what she did was in summary she did not feed Miss Piang she did not give her enough water and she also abused her her privacy basically when she was to go to the toilet she cannot close her door so when taking showers or relieving herself right Miss Gayatri and her mom, which her name I won't pronounce, looked at her. <laughs> looked at her. And what is so contradicting of that to what I'm going to say next is that when Miss Piang is, is working, right, she has to wear multiple face masks to protect her face because Miss Gaia Theory, right, didn't want to look at her face. So, 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 she doesn't want to look at Miss Piang's face. And yet, when she's in the toilet, she wants to look at her. <laughs> what? What is wrong with her? And what's even worse is that her husband is a police officer, right? Who supposedly is supposed to uphold the highest form of discipline and the law did nothing to her, did nothing to stop her, you know. So you're a police officer at home and you see Miss, uh, Miss Peng getting abused, right, by your mother-in-law and your wife, and you just decided to sit there and watch. In fact, he did not just sit there. He, he joined in to the abuse. He even abused herself. Like, as they say in here, right? He lifted her off the ground by grabbing her hair. And like, oh, this is just really, really sad to see. But before I give my further opinion on it, right? Uh, let's continue with the news. Chelvam had allegedly removed evidence from the CCTV of blah 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 blah. I've read this already. While working for the family, Piang was deprived of food and water, like I mentioned just now, losing 15 kg in the process. She weighed just 24 kg when she died on July 26 in 2016. Gaia, Gaia Theory had rained blows on the worker, and Gaia Theory's mother allegedly punched the worker's neck and choked her. 
They tied her hands to a window grill as they occasionally did, leaving her in the bedroom. Gaia Theory and Chelvum later found Piang motionless. They called a doctor who discovered that she was already dead at the scene. <laughs> they even had the cheek to call a doctor after all the abuse. Eh, uh, she's she not moving already. Uh. Call doctor, call doctor. What? So what? She called the doctor and she was alive. She, they will just continue abusing her again. Like what? Treat her and then when she's recovered, bully her again. What? What? Uh, what is going through these people's mind? Like, I've always wondered, you know, these people who like abuse mates or like cause murders, right? What goes on in their heads? Like, he just look at Miss Peng and feel so angry. You know, I understand. I understand. You know, like, sometimes these domestic worker can be quite a hassle because, first of all, they might have language barriers. Uh, they might have cultural barrier- barriers and belief barriers. And, you know, they have different belief systems towards us, perhaps. And there are some things they do that we might not be able to accept. But I don't think that reason alone is enough to justify abusing her to the point of death. She died right here, you know. She died after all that abuse. And it's so, so sad. Because I read some social commentary on this, right? Like, they actually hid it. Okay, not hid it pretty well. But they hide these things from whoever that suspected something. So I read some social commentary which said that she went to the doctors because, you know, common illnesses. And then the doctors found like this bruise and these scars. And when the doctor questioned them, they just said, oh, like she scalded her hand on a hot iron or something. And then people say like, if the, if only the doctors like paid more attention or something. But is, is it really the doctor's fault here? You know, you can't, blame the doctor he has so many other patients to look to so you know he just has to assume what the people say or like what his patients say is true but although i do agree but that you know something more can be done but yeah i don't really blame the doctor here for not doing anything more but it's just so sad to see that she herself like the maid can't really get help from anywhere like she has no say in these things you know she can't she can't the doctor when they ask like are you okay and she just start rambling about the um the abuser right imagine if she like the doctor asked to the maid if you okay and the maid just says oh, no they were like abusing me or something i'm pretty sure right when they go home right they're gonna abuse her even more you know and uh, it's so sad to imagine the situation that miss piang was going through in that very period of time and honestly, when they when when she died, I think that's like so far the the best thing that happened to her, lah. I I think it's in this kind of situations, death is definitely better than getting mentally and physically abused by the people who were actually tasked to take care of her. You know, they they brought her in as a domestic worker, yes, to help you, but at the same time, you're supposed to help them by integrating them into the society, making them feel comfortable with you and hoping to give um, to make them feel like you're a second family in Singapore. And I'll continue finishing the news and this is on the charges faced by the two abusers. 
On Tuesday, in the High Court, Gayatri Faulty pleaded guilty to 28 charges. These include culpable homicide, not amounting to murder, wrongful restraint and causing hurt or grievous hurt to Pyeng. The prosecution said that the case was especially heinous and especially horrific and is seeking life imprisonment for Gayatri. An autopsy uncovered 31 recent scars and 47 external injuries scattered all over Pyeng's body. A hyoid bone, a U-shaped bone, shape, a U-shaped bone in the neck that supports the tongue was also fractured, most likely from Gayatri holding her by the neck and shaking her like a rag doll. Forensic pathologists found the court case for Gayatri's mother, Prema 61, is pending. She faces a total of 49 charges. And, you know, they're seeking life imprisonment. And I think that's the best solution to this. You know, like, you have caused the death of someone's child. You know, I can only imagine. I can, you know what? I can't even imagine what the parents must have feel. Because you see, you see. Okay, let's, let's imagine, right? Her parents sending Piang off to Singapore, hoping she will live a better life than what they're having in Myanmar. But I think, mind you, this is 2016. So they're sending her off and hoping that she finds a great life there. And I'm pretty sure a young Miss Piang who's only about to fly off to Singapore is very, very hopeful for her job aspects in Singapore. And hopefully, I mean, if she did come to Singapore with the intention of becoming a domestic worker, I believe she has heard so many things from her other maid friends or other domestic worker friends that, you know, Singaporeans are good people. And that's why they came to Singapore in the first place, right? Because these maids, from what I know, because I know, uh, I heard a few stories of like, Domestic workers, my, my cousins used to have a domestic worker and they have a lot of friends back home. And like some of these uh, people who have been working as domestic workers, fly off, work for like a good 10 years, collect all the money, come back to their village and then splash the cash on their family, on a new home, and they get married all. And it seems like a very successful job. And perhaps other people from these villages, like the... Uh, family friends or like neighbors will look into these successful domestic workers and you know, tell their sons eh, tell their daughters I mean because most of domestic workers are daughters so tell their daughters like hey look look at your neighbor look at your friend look at your cousin look at your auntie she's so successful doing a job as a domestic worker in Singapore why don't you try to go apply to be a domestic worker you know why don't you try to go and be Uh, a domestic worker and then you can finally come back to Myanmar and give us good life. And all these young people, like, especially like Piang, she was only 24 years old when she died. And I believe she went to Singapore earlier than that, right? She must be like so hopeful like, yes, yes, I'm going to go to Singapore and get a great life. Eh, got to get a good job and then get money and hopefully provide a great life to my family in a few years' times. And when they fly off to Singapore, the whole family was hopeful. She was hopeful, very optimistic of the future. And then she meets a family that is completely opposite to what some of the people might have told her about Singapore. These very people are the ones that make Singapore's name look bad, makes 
the people of Singapore look back because I'm pretty sure this news will go back to Myanmar and spread in her village like wildfire. Everyone will get to know it. And then sooner, most people will be like, I'm going to avoid Singapore. If I'm going to work. I'm going to avoid Singapore because of people like Mr. Chelfam and Miss Gaia Theory. Then she goes on to meet these people, hoping that these people will be her stable source of income and perhaps be a part of their family. But no, she's being tied to a grill. She's being punched. She's being thrown around like a rag doll. Like, what? Again, it comes to the question like, what was going on in their minds? And how, as a police officer, are you allowing your wife to do that? Are you afraid of your wife? Are you afraid of your mother-in-law? And why join in the abuse? What has years of working for the Singapore police force and the things you've learned not taught you that you know you should uphold the law and everything? And has it not taught you anything? And it's so, so sad to see these kind of things happening. And like I said just now, it happens so often. Like there's another case recently that you know let me let me find the article first. So another case. Ah there you go. Who women repeatedly abuse domestic worker who fled Sengkang flat without money to get help. So let me just let me just read this, you know. So Ong Sing Ong Simian, 39, first began abusing her Indonesian domestic worker just two weeks after she came to the household, striking her on the head with a metal bowl. The bowl was slightly dented from the impact. Another time, Ong slapped the helper on the face so hard that the latter's nose bled. In mitigation, Ong's lawyer said Ong was suffering from depression and had postnatal depression at that time. So... Putting these two cases side by side, one was a family abusing her Burmese maid and another one is a lady abusing her, what do you call that, her Indonesian domestic worker. And I think in this case, she survived and this lady was able to get herself out of the situation because she fled her Sengkang flat without money to get help. Okay, so I have two questions from these two cases, right? How was one able to escape and the other wasn't able to? So I was asking that question to myself, right? So I read the social commentary that was available on the comment section. And then let me tell you, today online's comment section uh, is full of people giving their thoughts on this kind of situation. And I think they're really, really good. You know, it really gives you a different, uh, what do you call it? Uh, point of views and aspects into this kind of situation. And then, so for the case of Miss Piang, right, it was stated, uh, one, of the, one of them said, right, perhaps she couldn't escape because she felt that she could go to no one because of the very fact that the husband was a policeman and he didn't stop the abuse. It might have made Miss Piang feel like if the police can't help me, who else can? And you know, that's so heartbreaking to think of. Imagine going to a foreign country and believing that even the police there can't help you. Like, no one can help you. You In a foreign country, you don't know anyone. And the very support system that is supposed to protect everyone in the country is doing the very opposite of that. 
in front of your face. In fact, he's the one causing hurt to you. And then, well, she can't do anything, right? She just suffered, suffered, keep quiet about abuse. And then, like, she passed away. And then this woman who in Seng Kang abused her Indonesian mate, her re- the well, lawyer's reason was that she's suffering from depression and postnatal depression. Okay. Not to put down the people with depression or not to say that the, pe- the people with depression, you know, shouldn't be taken so seriously or to be taken lightly. But l- let me ask you, let me ask you, right? You're the listener. Let me ask you, can you believe in that reason? Can you like, I don't know, justify her abuse because she is depressed? I don't think so, you know. I don't think so. I think even a depressed person, right? From from what I read, from the people I talked to, when you're depressed, you don't go inflicting hurt to other people. Like, when you're depressed, right? In fact, most people who are depressed would want to see other people happy. Because they're depressed, they know ever so much how it feels to, uh, how it feels to be alone, how it feels to not be accepted by other people in the community. So that when there's other people uh, that they have to go under their care, they will make sure that these very people get the happiness that they deserve. And I think that's a common theme among most depressed people. You know how they say depressed people hide their tears and sadness behind their smile. And I totally agree with that. But then, in this case, the justification was that because she's depressed, she abused someone. Tell me if I'm wrong. You guys who are listening, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. Do depressed people or some people who are um, going through a rough patch in their life in depression, do they inflict hurt on other people? Do they like abuse other people to relieve themselves from the stress that they're going through, from the sadness they're going through? Do depressed people inflict hurt to other people to make themselves feel better? Is that a case in real life? Because I'm not so sure. I don't think depression is a great justification to what they do. Because, again, when you're abusing someone, right, that person, okay, when it comes to abuse, I believe that person who's getting abused has no reason to be hurt. That's what I feel. That's why it's called abuse in the first place. You know, they're innocent and the other person just wanted to inflict pain. Some of them for the fun of it. Some of them are so angry with something and then they just hurting hurt that person for absolutely no reason. And if you see the social commentary, right, people say like, what kind of excuse is this? Suffering from depression, angry face emoji, unacceptable. Can't bear the symptoms, then don't hire a mate. Ask her husband or mother to do the household, see if she dares or not to see what she did to the poor mate. Because like, yeah, like, again, I think this goes to both of the scenarios, right? If you can't have a mate, don't have one. Why are you having a mate when you know you can't handle the extra burden of taking care of another someone? Okay, okay this might sound 
very wrong. But don't get don't get me wrong, right? Having a maid is like taking care of a pet in a human form. Okay, that sounds very wrong because. Like, okay, you see, when you take care of a pet, you have to put your full responsibility to taking care of it. Make sure your pet lives a good life. You know, he's well-fed and everything. And it goes for a mate. The only difference is that the mate will help you to do some things in life. And then, like, you see the illogical part about this, right? You bring in a mate to help you do the household chores. But then, when she comes in to help you, you abuse her to the point where she can't do the very thing you were to ask her from. Like, why would you ask someone to help you do something and then cripple them? Then what's the point of having a mate then? Why? You brought someone in just to be your punching bag? Like, what's the point? I see no reason for you to do that. These people are just like so crazy, you know. And, okay, the previous one, they're fighting for life improvement, right? Gaya Thiri and Mr. Chelvam uh, hopefully getting life imprisonment. How, how, how about the um, the case of the Indonesian worker, Miss Ong, if I'm not wrong, that's her name, right? Not the name of the maid. Yeah, correct, Miss Ong. Do you think she deserves to be life in prison or should she go to counselling? Because you see, the difference is that the first case, she, the first case, the maid died. But the second case, the maid managed to escape. Like, okay, so does she deserve life imprisonment? I think this one, she definitely needs to be counseled. I think the, what do you call that? I think the punishments can be slightly lighter than what happened. Uh, that's what's going to happen to Miss Guy 3 and Mr. Chelvam and the mom. So like, I think that is my... Um, punishment for Miss Ong, right? So, I mean, if you agree with me, tell me. If you don't, what do you think should be the punishment for Miss Ong, you know? But I think for the mis- uh, for the previous case of the Burmese maid, I think we can all agree that because she died out of it, the two abusers definitely deserve to be punished. It's the most severe punishment. Perhaps not life. Eh, perhaps not taking, taking away their life, but I think life imprisonment is more than a fair punishment for them. And so, and reading the social commentary, all of them are asking the question, how do you help these domestic workers in these kind of situations? Like, these domestic workers are people from another country hoping to find a better life in Singapore. And how do we ensure that they get that better life? Like, what are some of the support systems that is available in this country to help them? I mean, yes, they can be treated like normal residents, right? They can just call to the police to ask for help or um, and any other organizations that's out there. Lah. But what more can we, can we do? What more can be done to ensure that all these domestic worker abuse doesn't go higher and higher. Because like I said, or did I say, that I'm pretty sure these two cases are just the ones being reported. There perhaps can be countless of other maids out there, right? That aren't 
saying anything because they feel like they have no power to say it or they have no authority to uh, go against their what's what you call it to go against their abusers or their quote unquote owners so they will just keep quiet so like for like the one the Indonesian maid she managed to escape and that's kudos to her for being able to do that but what what about those that feel they are they are trapped in the house like Miss Peng like, she's like trapped and everywhere she goes right the family will follow her what can we do so I think one solution which I saw from one of the social commentaries I think it's a good idea and what the person suggested was having someone check up on her like check up on these domestic workers and like giving surprise checks like okay let me give you an example right so let's say we have miss a from organization b so miss a goes with this family and organization B will come down, like send a representative to come down every few months or so, like without informing the family to come down and check on the maid. And then, you know, because when you surprise this, what you call it, families, right, and just come down to check on them, you may never know what you may find. Perhaps one person can just come down on the very day that a domestic worker is being abused. Like imagine if this thing was implemented. Perhaps on the day where Miss Piang was being abused to death, someone was actually there to knock on her door and said, like, can I choke on Miss Piang? And then when things seem to be a bit fishy, right? They can just call the police or like, you know, get a few people to interrogate the family as to what they're doing to Miss Piang. And I think that's a very good solution and like but I guess some people I guess the abusers will raise the question of privacy because it's a price right so you'll never know when they come right what happens with the privacy of these people of the families like yeah you might say like if you're not doing anything wrong there might be nothing of you to be scared of there might be nothing of you to be scared of but like Wow, the still I don't know privacy counts. Like you know, I'm just looking on like both sides, you know. I'm just looking on both sides. I'm not saying that this idea shouldn't be implemented. I think if all of us want it, I think it's it's a good idea, right? Do you agree with me? I think you you do. But privacy, should we even consider privacy? Because I believe if we take away privacy for once, um health or even life in that in a matter of fact i think it's, it can be a good trade-off i don't know it can be a good trade-off what do you guys think tell me do you think this solution is good or not another solution that has been discussed is i mean again discussed in like social commentary you know is that have these workers report to their companies or organizations monthly so like i assume it'd be like every month right these workers has to come down to their job center and like report on how they're feeling about on what's happening in the home and this would be completely private just between the company and the domestic workers and then because because of this right 
and then okay, you might say that some families won't allow for their mates to go to the to go to their monthly checkups, right? Then they can be fine. They can be fine. It's like oh, you don't want, right? So I'll find you perhaps one thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, so that they'll be obliged to allow their mates to go. And I think this can be a really really good solution. Like imagine if these mates. Um, one day just come to the job center and the uh what's that the company realized that some of their workers are like having bruises here, scars there. They from there they can definitely know. And since it's private, right? Their families cannot follow these domestic workers, right, to their check checkups. Then it's good, right? They would uh, they will feel like no obligation to lie and say something good about the family members. They can just like tell their honest truth as to what's happening to them, and again, it can be a preventive measure. All of these are just theories. Every solution has its pros and cons, but I think in this case, both solutions have more pros than their cons. And I think something really, really, really. Has to be done to help these domestic workers, because it's so so sad to see that these people getting abused. And like I said, there can be so many other people out there abusing their domestic workers who come to Singapore for good living. And I think if Singapore wants to maintain their what's called status as a country filled with good people, and so that more domestic workers come to Singapore to work. Then they definitely should do something to like cater to these people and help them ensure that their life here isn't hell, like for Miss Piang, who sadly lost her life, and what's that, and the Indonesian worker. Can't think of it again, right? I think it's pretty sad. Like, I think to know that your parents send you off to Singapore for a good life. She was so optimistic to having a great. Life in Singapore, and then she met people in Singapore which abused her, and you know there will be a period of time where her parents were so might be thinking right, like she's doing good over there, and then to know that she died, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like I'm just thinking out loud here, you know, like one can only imagine the sadness felt by the whole family over there. And you know, for the Indonesian worker, I wish her all the best, and hope she's no longer staying with that family and found a better family out there. Um, perhaps find even a better job. You know, it's it's scary. Think what humans can do to other humans. You know, sometimes I think right, you don't have to be scared of ghosts, lah. Because why are you scared of ghosts when humans can do things way worse than what ghosts can do? Like ghosts, brah, scare you then. Okay, but humans, they can literally take your life away, and that is a very, very scary thought. And that's why you should trust no one, guys. Trust no one. You can be working for someone, right? Who knows that person you're working for might kill you one day. You will never know. So like, and I really, really respect these domestic workers helping out in another country, because like, well, why, why, why do I say? Because like, yeah. Because of the very fact that humans can be scary, and I'm pretty sure they know that. I'm pretty sure they come to Singapore, knowing there have been some cases of maid abuse, but they still, you know, brave through it, with hope that they find a family that can really, really 
take care of them. But mind you, I've heard like situations in other countries where people are just doing way worse, way, way, way worse. Like I've heard stories of mates in Saudi Arabia, if I'm not wrong. Oh, the people over there treat their mates like a freaking, what's that? Punching bag. I don't know. I heard like someone got killed there or something and like, I mean, it's like, I mean, someone is killed here, but like, I don't know, I think it's just more rampant there or something. And I'm pretty sure um, those countries like with like rich, rich people, right? They don't even like think of other people's lives, man. Like, you work under me, you listen to what I say. And then if you die, it's not really my fault. Uh, it's not really a problem to me. I can go, what you call that? I can go get someone else. And honestly, that might seem very, it might seem like a very sadistic thought. But I'm pretty sure there are maid owners out there with the exact same thoughts like that. Like, you know, you work under me, you listen to me, you have no rights to say anything back to me. And again, if anything happens to you, I'm not responsible lah. I can just get another maid, but... And oof. You, you may never know. So many people might have gotten away with those kind of thoughts and those maids going home with, I don't know, like, abuse and stuff. And I think... I have nothing else to say. I've just been rambling, and you know, today uh, this topic, I don't know, it just make me feel a bit angry. I'm like kind of like tilted as to what has been happening, and I'm just like pouring out my thoughts on the situation. And you know, this past week, Singapore has been really, really crazy. So many things happening: uh, domestic worker abuse, um, wild boar attacks, um, tragic death of so many people. Like, you know, the Tanjung Paga car crash and like um, the Pongol murder, the Tampines murder. So, so, so many things happening in Singapore. And I just hope all of you listening are able to stay safe. You know, it's right now it's the worst time for us to get into conflict with anybody. The social fabric is getting thinner and thinner. Everyone is angry at each other. I don't know. There's so many deaths happening. People are not being safe so please stay safe be wary of your surroundings and sure no wild boars come attack you especially if you live in Pongol you know, if you live in Pongol uh, beware that's where most of the you know wild boars are attacking there like please be nice to people don't get on their wrong side because you may never ever know what these people are going through you know I think I'm just going to leave it off at least you never know what people are going through so please don't be mean to them Sometimes a few words or a few looks, wrong looks towards them, right, can cause them to be triggered and you may never know the reaction you can get out of them. They might kill you. I don't know. They might inflict hurt on other people. So just be nice. Make their days better. And don't, you know, go around acting like this place is utopia. Clearly isn't. But we can make it better by slowly being nice to one another and being careful and ensuring our safety out there and again again and that's all from me today it's really really weird talking to the mic in front of my computer there's no one else in the studio with me but but it's 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 hopefully next week Shafiq will be back as enthusiastic as ever for April what's up but I guess today that's all from me again please share your thoughts on domestic worker abuse 
with me in on our Instagram. You'll share your thoughts. Is it wrong? And what punishment should be given to the abusers? If the domestic worker dies, should be, be given life imprisonment or the death penalty? But what if the domestic worker is able to escape from it? Life imprisonment or something even lighter? Or should they be more educated into into like being able to take care and how to take care and perhaps being educated on whether they're ready or not to um, bring in the domestic worker for themselves. You know, those are the things I want you guys to think about and then share with me on our Instagram at abrowhatsapp and that's with a double S, double P. You follow me on my Instagram at nabil underscore jaz. Perhaps you can DM with me your thoughts or so and let's create a conversation on the things we're we going to talk about on April WhatsApp. So see you guys next week with Shafiq alongside me. And that's all from me today. Bye-bye. You're listening to... Yo, what's up? Yes, sir.